Mike Rowe here with a few thoughts on my favorite sweatshirt, a classic zip-up hoodie that used to be navy blue but has since faded to what the fashionistas call a distressed indigo. It's 13 years old, soft as a flannel bathrobe, and after a few hundred dirty jobs, demonstrably and undeniably indestructible. This is the kind of sweatshirt girlfriends like to permanently borrow, but I've held on to this one because I got it from American Giant. American Giant makes all their stuff right here in the USA so they can control every link in their own supply chain. That matters because when you buy American Giant, you not only get great quality, you create jobs for people in factory towns all over the country. No pressure, but if you give a damn about the business of making things in America, you got to support the companies who are doing it right. Go to American-Giant.com slash Mike to get 20% off your first order. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike. Welcome to the Baseball Insiders. I am Adam Weinerb alongside today Ian McMillan, special guest co-host as we enter the final weekend of the Major League Baseball regular season. Uh, the playoffs nearly upon us, but somehow not every slot is sorted out. So we're going to do a little betting-based breakdown of the wild card teams, whose chances do we believe in entering the final weekend? Do we like any of these wild cards as World Series possibilities, or is that a hard no? And Ian is here to talk me through all of it as we uh, enter a, a crazy finish to this baseball season. Ian, thanks for joining me. How you doing? I'm doing fantastic. This is the best uh, part of the sports calendar, especially with the Ryder Cup starting this week. So we got baseball playoffs coming up, NFL, college football, Ryder Cup. Uh, you'll never find me happier than late September, early October. It's the best. I would agree. I think September is like the red carpet for October, uh, but I still don't want September to go away. So I have been looking at the calendar a little bit wistfully the past couple of days being like, oh, September 28th. Like hmm. it's almost the end of September, but October is... Just that little bit better. It's like September. Uh, September after it drank a Celsius. It's just slightly more uh, exciting and entertaining. Um, but if you are, uh, if you're tuning into the show because you're interested in Ian's betting expertise, if you uh, want to follow Ian to uh, you know, other channels and follow his picks, but you don't know quite how to get started, uh, we have great news for you. If you have yet to sign up for DraftKings. They're today's sponsor of this show, and we have a special promo for you on the Baseball Insiders. Baseball fans, DraftKings is up their sign-up offer for you to gear up for the MLB postseason. Like Ian said, best time of the year for so many reasons. And if you're a new user and you want to get in, you can place a $5 first bet to instantly claim $200 in bonus bets, plus up to $150 back in bonus bets if your team loses. Not saying you're going to root for a loser. But if you do get that loss, you get even more bonus bets. All you have to do is sign up with the code BASEBALLINSIDER. It's right there on the screen if you're with us on YouTube. Again, 3.30 Eastern, the stream every Monday, Thursday. By using that code BASEBALLINSIDER, it not only gets you these great bonuses, it also directly supports this podcast. If you have been considering signing up for DraftKings, make sure to use the code BASEBALLINSIDER to maximize your first bets. This offer is only available to new customers who are 21 plus physically present in legal gambling states. Please remember to always gamble responsibly. Check the episode description for the full terms of the offer to see if you qualify. And Ian, you have not only been keeping an eye on the wildcard odds and the award odds down the stretch, but your Toronto Blue Jays are mired in this mess. Have you been able to breathe? Last night's Mariners gag helped you a little bit. Hold on to that spot. But where are you personally right now before we get into any of the odds movement? 
I don't feel good about the Blue Jays whatsoever. Even if they make the postseason, I've. It's usually like when you, when you're te- when you cheer for a team, you just think if they can get in the playoffs, then we have a chance. I don't think the Blue Jays have a chance, which is crazy because if you ask me as a Blue Jays fan heading into the season, if the Blue Jays could have the best team ERA in baseball, which the Blue Jays currently do, or they did yesterday when I looked, um, I would have thought we'd be like a World Series favorite. But somehow we are now a week away from the playoffs. We have the best ERA in baseball, and I have zero faith in this team. The offense has been disappointing to say the least. They can't get runners home when they're in scoring position. And Vladimir Guerrero, I don't think enough of the overall baseball world is talking about how disappointing of a season he's had. He's supposed to be our all-star guy, you know, the face of the franchise. And his numbers are terrible, but they're like decent numbers for like a like a basic role player. Like he is not putting up the Vladimir Guerrero num- numbers we've needed from him. He's not showing up in big games. Every time there's a must-win game, he seems to go over 4, over 5. He has not shown up this entire season and it's it's going to cost us in the end. And that's kind of the story for the Blue Jays as a whole, which once again, best ERA in baseball and we we might miss the playoffs. And it has at the very in the best case scenario, Vlad's season and the offensive season as a whole has left them as a team that will be playing a road first round best two out of three playoff series no matter what. Because the Rays have run away with that top wild card. That is not up for grabs. And again, last night's Seattle-Houston game tilted these scales a little bit. But where we are right now, the Jays are in the five spot. They have lost two straight to the Yankees. They still have one more with the Yankees tonight and three against those dreaded Rays. They are two games in the loss column up on the Mariners and one up on Houston, who got a big series win in Seattle. That means two of the three will make the postseason. Uh, Texas is kind of running away with the West a little bit. It would take a Mariners sweep to throw that in doubt, and even then probably uh, they have a good chance of holding on to that wildcard spot because of whatever Houston's going to do. It does seem like it's going to come down to two of the three of Toronto, Houston, Seattle will make the postseason. Seattle getting dinged last night really hurts. But if you're eyeing those odds, uh, do any of those teams, which one do you think is most likely to fall out? And do any of those feel like a team that you would actually bet on to win their first round series if they got it? Yeah, I mean, in terms of betting on a team to win their first round series, I think whoever gets actually gets into the sixth spot, it's yeah. kind of strange that actually the sixth spot in the AL is going to be a, a much more favorable spot to be in than the five spot. I would much rather go on the road to take on the Minnesota Twins than I would uh, to go on the road and take on the Tampa Bay Rays. So I'm actually, I mean, who knows what the odds are going to be to win the series, but I actually think whoever gets in the sixth spot and takes on the Twins, I might bet on to win that first round series. Um, in terms of betting on one of the teams to make the playoffs, I maybe I'm just a, a pessimist as, as a Blue Jays fan, but I would take the Mariners and the Astros right now. I actually think the Blue Jays might choke this away because there's nothing that Toronto sports teams love to do more than than choke away a big lead. Uh, obviously, big last night that the Mariners keep losing too, but tonight I was looking at like the probability. If the Jays lose tonight and the Mariners win, like their probability to make the playoffs like almost gets cut in half. Like it's it might get ugly, and we needed to win these games against the Yankees because now we're going to take on the Rays, and the Rays are certainly, uh, even though they don't really have anything uh, to gain, although they might still have the AL East technically. Um, so close. Yeah. I mean, they're the Orioles win one more game and they're dead. Their magic elimination number is one. Right. So still, even with the Rays with not much to play for, still not a team, you know, I'd much rather there's other teams. I'd much rather play in the last series of the year to get in the playoffs. The Jays might 
just go ahead and choke this way. They can't score runs. It's unbelievable. Now, I will say tonight they have a pretty favorable pitching matchup uh, against the Yankees. So if they win tonight, then they're looking pretty good. But maybe it's just the pessimist in me. Maybe it's some of my Maple Leafs fandom leaking over uh, to my baseball Blue Jays fandom here. But uh, I don't have a ton of confidence in the Blue Jays to be able to lock this up down the stretch. I hear you. I, I would have, again, if the Mariners had found a way to win yesterday, I would have been all in on, on the Mariners and Jays trying to find a way to get Houston out of this threesome because the odds, like you said, are very high that Houston ends up as the final wild card team. Houston does go to Minnesota. Houston has the easiest path to the ALDS. And then we all have to look up and go, huh, why is Houston up 1-0 in the DS? I thought, I thought they were missing the playoffs, but I guess not. Uh, we had a Doomer Astros fan in the comments of Monday's show who was like, if you thought this Astros team was going to sail in October, then you don't, you haven't watched them all year. And it's like, or I have six years of data that says that they always win when they're under the gun. So maybe, right. uh, maybe that's what I have. And it turns out they went one a road, road series in Seattle. So we'll see. Uh, I agree with you that that six spot is, it has been juicy for months and remains juicy, but hopefully it's juicy like a juicy Lucy and the twins actually end up taking care of business. Uh, what about the national league where it's much crazier and we actually do have a full on tie for a spot right now. Uh, we'll talk about tiebreakers in a bit because it bums me out. The Cubs and Marlins are in the three spot at this moment in time. The Diamondbacks have pulled away a little. The Phillies have clinched number one wildcard seat. So four or five will be Phillies against probably Arizona, although the Diamondbacks have the Astros this weekend at home. And then the Cubbies and Marlins, the Cubs apparently don't own any of these tiebreakers and are quite a bit in danger. Miami could just like if they both win out, Miami gets the spot. That's where we are now. Uh, so same question for the NL. Uh, who are you eyeing? And then do you believe in any of these wildcard teams to advance through the postseason? Yeah, it's, a, it's good to know Miami is a tiebreaker there. I didn't know that because if yeah. you actually look at the odds to make the playoffs, Arizona, I know they could still technically knock it in, but Arizona is a mat. They're like minus 1800 or something to be in the playoffs. Uh, the Reds have pretty long odds to make the playoffs. So it's going to, if you look at the betting odds and kind of believe what they say, it's going to come down to the, to the Cubs and Miami. Uh, but Miami is a massive favorite. Now I thought originally that that was mostly just based on how easier their, their final four games are, but also I guess if they have the tiebreaker, that's huge as well. Cause if they finish with the same record, they'll be in. But with that being said, I wouldn't mind betting on the Cubs. I think they're like plus 275. I think the odds are taken off the board because today's games have started. But I think they're like plus 275 to get that spot. At the end of the day, yes, the Cubs have a little bit of a more difficult schedule down the stretch here. Um, but they are the better baseball team. I mean, I actually think it's going to be a bit of a shame if the Marlins get in the playoffs yeah. instead of the Cubs. You look at run differential this year, plus 99 for the Cubs, minus 58 for Miami. Uh, the Cubs deserve to get in and they are the better team. So yes, Miami has an easier schedule the rest of the way, but don't discount the fact that I just think even though they have the same record, generally the Cubs are the better team. So, uh, I would take a little shot on the Cubs to get in the playoffs. I think they can still get it done. Yeah. That whole, the first two games, of the Atlanta series made me quite a bit sad, not just because mm -hmm. I have been rooting for the Cubs to hold on to that spot. Uh, largely because like you said, they are the better team. The Marlins, uh, the Marlins ace is not active right now. He has forearm soreness and will not be pitching in the postseason. So good for first year manager Skip Schumacher. Good for Jake Berger. But I do think these star studded Cubs put up a better show in the playoffs. Yeah. But you want to make the playoffs? Don't blow a six run lead to Atlanta. 
Don't let Ronald Acuna Jr. steal a, his 70th basis of the season on you in extras and watch a montage of himself being great and tear the base out of the ground and then score the winning run on a Ozzy Albies single. Just, just don't do any of that if you don't want to face the repercussions. That said, kind of an unpopular opinion. If Ronald Acuna Jr. did that to me in the heart of a playoff race after my team had just choked two consecutive games, I would not be happy. Some of the discourse has been like, come on, it's a once in a lifetime accomplishment. Like, stop being sour. Like, I think if I was announcing for the Cubs, I would also be a little bit sour. You can do it, but I would not like it. Yeah, I would also be sour. Yeah, that would, that, yeah, that would make me very upset. Yeah, that's, I just uh, want to make that distinction. Like, you could do it, but I could also be like, eh, I hate this. Yes, and I will say, I think out of all the wildcard teams, um, I think Philadelphia is the only team that even has a chance to go on a run a little bit here. I mean, it almost it's almost the exact same playoffs as last year, where it's like the Braves and the Dodgers are by far the two best teams in the National League. But then you have Philadelphia, who caught fire the past two months of the season. And if you're in your best form heading into the playoffs, we saw it last year, that can carry a team all the way to the World Series. So, I mean, 8-2 and two in their last 10, won seven straight. It's looking like the same Phillies team from last year. So... Um, now at the, you know, the same time, I think it's actually going to be even harder for them to get the World Series. I think the Braves and Dodgers are, especially the Braves, are even better this year than they were last year. So it's the Braves and the Dodgers, and then everyone else. I don't, outside of maybe the Phillies, I don't really see anyone else, especially wild card team going on a run here. Yeah, I would agree with that. It is funny because I keep thinking the same exact thing that this year's Phillies team is better and more experienced than last year's. They've been to war already, and the odds are still pretty high that they do not go as far as last year's unprepared group of teams you know stumbling through the nl postseason yeah exactly shame sad um well we got plenty more to talk about a couple of trending topics and some fun to have i do want to address justin's thoughts in the comments real quick on uh the article that came out this week suggesting the padres are going to slash a ton of payroll next year get all the way down to 200 million I've seen, I also read in that article that they are claiming they're taking a loss right now, revenue-wise. I've heard that from MLB teams before. I don't know if I believe it. Uh, but it's all part of the same coin. Like, Josh Hader refusing to pitch four-out saves It's because he know he is a free agent and he knows he's not coming back there. If you're trying to slash payroll and get more profitable, you're not spending $80 million of that payroll on a closer. So someone's going to enjoy Josh Hader. He might be one of the last relievers to get a payday like, that massive but it's not going to come in san diego he is in self-preservation mode the optics are ugly but i don't disagree with it and then in terms of you know the fact that they're going to consider slashing payroll that high they're going to definitely come in at, at less of a behemoth salary than they did this year there was also a tidbit in there saying peter seidler's going a little more hands-off because he's facing a medical issue which would hint further that maybe next year is not the year that the Padres envision being contenders and uh, watch this space. Cause when Robert comes back and I'm sure for the entire rest of uh, October, November, December, we're going to be doing Juan Soto trade rumors. We're going to be doing them pretty heavily. Um, Ian, I don't know if you like, actually don't know. Do you have like Juan Soto futures? Like, is there a way to bet like will not be Padre in 2024? Cause I would maybe hop <laughs> on that. Uh, no, I don't think so. There might be some place, but also, uh, living in New York, those kinds of prop yeah. bets you can't do in New York. You can do them in some other States. So I haven't seen anything like that. I will say about the Padres, I do got to get, I told you so in, because at the very start of the season, I was very anti Padres. And I think I said this exact thing that yep. a lot, like you can't just buy a team. Uh, a lot of the time that doesn't work and it didn't work for San Diego. And I, that was my prediction. And I even bet on them. I think it was like three to one odds for them to miss the playoffs. So 
Um, I am, I certainly had a lot of bad predictions about this MLB season. That was one I absolutely nailed. So I'm just going to pat myself on the back for that one. Yeah. I believe you had that on this show. I think if people yes. go back, they, they can see that it's funny. I'm, I'm dealing with two futures bets as the season wraps. I'm about to cash in on diamondbacks playoffs. I think, Ooh, nice. I hope. Um, and I'm about to absolutely not cash in on a three way parlay of Astros, AL West, Cardinals, NL Central, mm. Padres, NL West, Ooh. which is uh, a, a bad, a bad job. It will not make money. So. Yeah, I was also really big on the White Sox this year, so uh, that didn't work out. So uh, <laughs> I certainly was not right about everything. Yeah, well, maybe next year with the White Sox, when their new GM, a guy who currently works there in a lesser role, will be absolutely employing the same plan to build the same bad team. So yeah. something to look forward to. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com podcast. Easier said, done. Well, let's, uh, let's have a little fun because there's a lot going on in the, in the baseball world that is not uh, just these tight wild card races. couple of quick hitters. I'm going to do the, uh, the tiebreakers first just because we haven't talked about this enough. I think as a society, one of the things that we lost in the recent collective bargaining agreement is that no more game 163. Mm-hmm. Everybody has been so excited for these races going down to the wire even a, a, about a week or so ago. We have a we have a tie for the third spot right now. Cubs, Marlins going down to the final series. And the Giants and Reds were also involved just a couple of days ago. The Padres, like there was the potential of like a four-way tie. We're not going to get that. But even so, how would that miracle have been sorted out in Rob Manfred's MLB? By a series of mathematical equations, by untying a bunch of knots, you would have gone to division record and then head-to-head record and then 
percentage and and yeah um combined winning percentage against the other teams like if the rangers won the west and the astros mariners blue jays all tied quote mlb in this scenario the mariners would win the second AL wild card by virtue of their superior combined winning percentage against the astros and blue jays because none of the three clubs won their season series against both of the other two that is so boring what what happened to the incredible tiebreaker game yeah, I, w- I mean, I don't feel as strongly against the tiebreaker rules, but also if you gave me the choice, tiebreaker rules or game 163, I'm going to choose game 163 10 out of 10 times because that's just absolutely electric. But at the same, uh, in the same breath, I mean, every other league has tiebreaker rules. Like the NFL has tiebreaker rules, the NHL has tiebreaker rules, the NBA has tiebreaker rules, and they are generally the same thing. It goes to head-to-head and it goes to divisional games. That's what makes kind of those divisional games a little bit extra important. So... Um, I'm not as anti tiebreaker rules as you are, but yeah, give me a game 163. Why get rid of that? That was electric. It is. You're right. It's the price to pay for expanding the playoffs because like in the NFL and the NBA, the commissioner starts to go, it's getting too weird. Like five teams tying for the third wild card. Okay. Let's go head to head or whatever. We'll figure out a way to get ourselves out of this. But I don't think I did. I didn't fully appreciate that. We lost the magic of 163 until the end of this season when so many ties were in play and I read the explainer article and was like, Oh, all the explanations are boring as hell. Got it. Who wins the tiebreaker? If there's like a tie in the AL for the wildcard spot. Um, well, MLB.com is very helpful. Uh, if the blue Jays outright win the second wild card and the Astros Mariners and Rangers tie with each other, Mariners and Astros are in and the Rangers are out. The Astros win the division Mariners, Rangers and Jays tie the Jays somehow lose out on that tiebreaker Rangers and Mariners get in the Rangers win the division Astros Mariners and blue Jays all tie, which is possible Mariners and Jays in Astros out Mariners win the division all three teams tie Astros and Rangers in Jays lose that one too. So if you can tie yourself, if the Mariners can beat up the Rangers, but not so much that they win the division and the Astros fall to the D backs and you have a good final series, you can knock the Astros out if all three of you tie. So does that excite you? <laughs> I, was tr- I was trying to, while you were talking, explain that I was trying to figure out how many situations are the Jays going to get screwed out of if they end up in a tie with someone. Yeah. It sounds like it's 50, 50. It does sound like it's 50-50. And these are like three-team and four-team ties, four-way tie scenarios. I, I would love if they could give me the, like, what happens if they just... I don't know why they didn't write that, because the most likely thing, right, is that they tie with the Mariners and the Astros are ahead of them, and then it's just head-to-head for the final spot. Right, guess- Jays versus Mariners, if that's a tie, which I could very much see happening. I think it... I think it'd be Mariners because I think the Mariners beat the Jays in their head-to-head this season. I think it would just be the head-to-head there. And uh, I believe it's... uh, Just off the top of my head, I'm pretty sure the Mariners beat up on the Blue Jays this year. It's given me career. But so the Mariners did take... uh, They they split the head-to-head. I regret to inform you. (laughs) Coin flip. We flip a coin. 6-6. So then we have to go to, I guess, winning percentage in division or some other nonsense. But wouldn't it be more fun if they... They're also sort of geographically significant rivals. It would be nice if they could just play each other for for that, you know, for that spot. Yeah, I mean, it, it, for Mariners is kind of, is kind of Canada's second team because uh, yeah. especially at West, uh, anyone in British Columbia, a lot of them are, are Mariners fans. So uh, yeah, a little bit of a rivalry there as well. Oh yeah, game one sixty three between those two teams would be electric. Yeah, and we don't get it. And, and then no. again, like, look, I, I don't even mind the Ghost Runner that much, but. 
I cringed a little bit for the first time in a while when Cubs Braves went to the Ghost Runner yesterday and I realized what was happening with the Cubs teetering on the edge of disaster. Like you take the Ghost Runner out for October and then you get it in the final week of the regular season in games that are basically October that are almost elimination games for at least one team. And hey, those are the rules. You know, win the game. Don't go to extras. I get it. But it didn't feel impure. I'm used to it by now until I got to Cubs Braves last night and was like, oh, man, this one run lead means nothing. And it did. Yeah, but the, there's no correct answer uh, yeah. to that, because in a 162 game season, like it's also going to be like you're going to have a middle of August game against two of the worst teams in Major League Baseball go extra innings and nobody scores a run. And then it's the 18th, 18th inning and nobody cares. So um like what are you gonna do just starting september is when you get rid of the ghost runner and then still there's gonna be september games between bad teams that go to extra innings that nobody wants to watch anymore of so um i don't i don't think there is a right answer i think you just have to deal with the ghost runner in these tight situations uh even though it does feel a little bit weird oh no you you definitely do and then if you get rid of the ghost runner you will absolutely get people being like we lost out on a playoff spot by one game and we lost a ghost runner game in April. Where was right. your sympathy then? And it's exactly. like, oh, all right. Um, no, like they, they can't do anything. What's done is done. It just did dawn on me like, ah, oh, come on. Like we really are about to, you know, decide this proto playoff game yeah. by this Manfred rule. And that kind of blows. Yeah. That's Fair. it. I mean, it, it's just a thing like put it on the board as like kind of sucks, but yes. there's nothing, there's nothing that can be done. Um, well, let's go to Boston uh, twice for two fun stories. Um, Heim Bloom has been fired by the Red Sox, uh, so nothing you can do there. Um, you know, it's, it's already been done. He's, he's no longer in charge of the Boston Red Sox. But Kenley Jansen had a fun time this week coming out and blasting his old boss, basically saying openers, using too many openers, not ensuring against openers getting tired, and believing that James Paxton and Chris Sale could make 30-plus starts killed the Red Sox. Quote from Kenley Jansen, we'd be playing in a wild card game right now if Heim Bloom had handled the depth and the trade deadline better. Well, no, the playoffs have not started, so you wouldn't be. And also the wild card game format doesn't exist anymore. But beyond that, do you believe Kenley Jansen? If Heim Bloom has a better plan for the Red Sox pitchers, are the Red Sox in that Astros, Mariners, Blue Jays mix? Or is he just a player who's angry that he lost? Yeah, I mean, maybe. I mean, I, I I have to admit, I mean, I don't pay a ton of attention to game management for the Red Sox throughout the yeah. season. So I, I can't really comment too much on that. But it was their pitching at the end of the day that let them down. I and mean, they were top seven, top eight offense and OPS, I think, this season. So yep. they had the offense to to be in the hunt and actually be kind of a contender. But uh, I think 21st in team ERA. So, I mean, it certainly was their pitching that let them down. There's no doubt about that. Whether or not that was came down to management or just they just didn't have the pitchers to get it done. Uh, that's kind of up for debate. And I don't know, maybe you'd have to ask a Red Sox fan who watched all their games this year, because I certainly did not. But uh, I mean, yeah, was there pitching that let them down? I, I would lean more towards they just didn't have the guys to, to get it done at the end of the day. But I don't know. I could be wrong. The offense was pretty impressive this year. You look down that lineup. Yeah, you look down that lineup, it's all 800 OPSs. It makes you very jealous as a we are both fans of teams that you would say had have had disappointing offensive seasons and uh boston yes. didn't they just uh, weren't very good yeah i would have loved to have uh, the red sox offense on the blue jays 
Yeah, Adam Duvall and his 20-plus bombs for whatever reason. Uh, We don't watch every Red Sox game, but we did watch last night as the Tampa Bay Rays celebrated at Fenway with a champagne shower. And you love to see that because you love to get it rubbed in the Boston fans' faces. Only difference here is that they were clinching nothing. They clinched their playoff spot 10 days ago. They clinched the berth in a loss at Baltimore. Nobody wants to pop bottles after a loss. So they delayed their champagne celebration for a game before an off day. So they had a Thursday off day. Oh, that's why. <laughs> they said we can get hung over today because we don't play tomorrow. It also kind of felt like they were waiting to see if maybe they would win that AL East and then they could celebrate. Mm. And once that became harder to envision, they decided, hey, we'll wait till we get to Fenway. But I'm I'm in favor of this. I think every team should delay their champagne celebration specifically until they can get to Boston. I think after you win the World Series, you should get in a helicopter take it directly to Fenway Park, have them unload you in front of the Ted Williams statue of him patting a little boy on the head, bring your champagne into an abandoned Fenway, or bring some Boston fans in so they can soak in the disaster that was their season compared to yours. I think all champagne celebrations should take place at Fenway, whether they involve beating the Red Sox or not. It's funny you feel this strongly about the Red Sox because this is how I feel about the about the Yankees. And you should, uh, but I feel this way about the Red Sox. Every World Series parade, there should be two, one in the home city and then one through New York, especially this season with how disastrous <laughs> New York baseball was this year. Um, maybe they can have the celebration at City Field because that's a much nicer stadium to be at than the hunk of concrete that is Yankee Stadium. So, uh, yeah, I did. I knew that, they, that, that the Rays delayed their celebration. I didn't know why. I didn't know it was because they wanted to wait till they had an off day the next day. I love that. That's the best idea ever. That's fantastic. <laughs> the boys I, are partying. The boys are partying, and no one really loves a hungover lineup except for the Phillies went crazy when they clinched their wildcard spot this week. Garrett Stubbs, maybe backup catcher Garrett Stubbs, maybe the drunkest of all. And everybody was kind of like, that's that's a tough one because you, you do want to play the backup catcher the day after you clinch but he might have been in the worst shape of anybody. How do we get around this? They play him. The Phillies go down 5 nothing early. They punch back and win, beat the Pirates, and Garrett Stubbs hit a three-run home run. So running on pure adrenaline energy drink, again, Papa Celsius, uh, sweat it out, do a Pedialyte, and then go deep at Citizens Bank Park. It does not get much better than that. If there's one sport that you can play hungover and still do decent, actually, there's probably two. Probably golf might be number one. Num- number number two would be baseball. Yeah. I think I think these top guys could still play a little hungover. That's why it's so funny when stories come out about old players that are like, can you believe it? He used to show up drunk or like they used to drink in the clubhouse. It's like, yes, I do believe that. That is believable. Yes. Correct. Uh, <laughs> any sport where you get any contact sport where you get hit would be a disaster playing football hungover disaster hockey hungover disaster basketball you might be able to get away with it a little bit you'd sweat it out yes uh baseball yeah not shocking to me that the phillies won the next day no can can you imagine being jimmy garoppolo on that sunday night football game and getting bent over like an umbrella hungover no i can't i can't imagine that 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 no that's that's not good no, your liver would just liquefy and yes. fall out of your mouth. Um, before we uh, before we sign off, I'll sign off with a heartfelt moment. But um, Kevin Gossman and Garrett Cole, the Cy Young chase, I do feel like I don't think this is the bias talking. I think last night was Garrett Cole finishing the argument with the complete game shutout of the Blue Jays. Not to dwell mm-hmm. on it, but 
do the have the odds like there isn't even a move to be made there right it's just kind of like it's got to be otani mvp territory right now i couldn't even find odds for cy young yeah. so i think cole is has it locked up even if last night was not a complete game shutout uh then yeah then i would think that it's cole's unfortunately cool. Um, yeah, well, probably never going to happen for him again. So you might as well celebrate. Let's just, I, I did want to make sure that when you were saying, Hey, weave that, you know, world series parade through New York. I'm glad that you said, let's take it to Queens too. Cause it, it's New York baseball has been remarkably disappointing, but, uh, in two different ways. So let's just make sure the Mets get a little taste of that as well. And I have to watch the ticker tape. Yeah. Just all time. Well, New York sports in general is horrendous. It's gotta be tough. It's gotta be a tough time right now. I mean, the Rangers start up again soon. You got that to look forward to, but other than that, New York sports is in a, in a bad spot right now. New York it's, sports it's rough. is there. New York sports is one. Wait, what happened to Jalen Brunson? Three part, points to up. Where did it go away from being just a complete disaster? They are relying on the Knicks playing to the ceiling. They showed in 2022, 23. That's what they're the foundation of New York sports is no negative regression for the Knicks. So best of luck with all that. And then the Rangers. Yeah. For, for, for the handful of hockey fans out there, because yeah. the Islanders aren't going to be great either. So it's no, it's the Rangers and the Knicks. Hopefully if they are, play really well. Yeah. I mean, our, our devils are New York sports kind of. That's true. Like, yep, devils are exciting. They yeah. might be a little better than the Rangers. It, we'll, we'll have to see, but yeah, it's, it's, it's bleak um and uh yeah so uh signing off today i just wanted to make sure that i paid proper tribute to uh, my baseball hero brooks robinson who passed away this week at the age of 86 uh hard to call someone a baseball hero who you never watched play live and i certainly understand that he was the signature on my first glove he was the baseball player i've been most excited to meet over the course of my life when i was very little the Orioles and Brooks Robinson were what I cared about before I cared about the Yankees, which is crazy to say, uh, born and raised New Yorker. But my first inroad into baseball was learning who the man on my glove was, going to Cooperstown, watching the highlights, watching the acrobatics. And if you're having someone who you're struggling to get them into baseball and the it's not leaping off the page and they're just not getting it, uh, show them Brooks Robinson highlights. It'll make it very clear that there are people who just transcend this astral plane and do this a little bit better than anybody could have envisioned. Uh, worked for me. The Orioles colors aren't bad either. Um, and when I covered the hall of fame induction in 2019, I, uh, the, the past, the press pass they give you says, uh, don't, uh, get autographs. You're forbidden from getting autographs. And I kind of was like, well, there are autograph sessions all up and down the street in Cooperstown. So I kind of was like, all right. I mean, obviously you can't get autographs at press events. I'm not a fool, but there's got to be a little leeway here, right? I got to be able to pay my hero and, and meet that person. So I did a little uh, something called lying. I handed the press pass to my dad. I decided that the consequences were worth it if I was barred from covering the rest of the ceremony. Paid the money to meet Brooks Robinson. I brought my glove. Um, showed it to him and he was those events I'd have to imagine are the worst things that an athlete can do, especially when you're getting up there in age. Um, smile lit up his face. Uh, he asked if he could inscribe my photo with 1970 World Series MVP. It's supposed to cost you extra. I said, yeah, no kidding. Obviously, you can do that. Uh, got my photo snapped with him. You could see me showing him the glove and look, ne he never thought about me again. <laughs> I'm not under the impression that he ever, you know, he left that day and talked to his family. I met a nice man. Um, so he'll never know how much he meant to me, but at the very least, he briefly knew it for a couple of minutes and he had a window into how much he meant to me. And he's the reason that I care about the sport that I cover. So 
Love to Brooks Robinson, love to the Oriole family. Perfect timing, too. The Orioles slogan is Orioles magic. If you don't believe in magic even a little bit, now might be a good time to start believing. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's all are I you, Are you now going to place an honorary bet on the Orioles to win the World Series because of Brooks Robinson? I think I probably have to, and then I think uh, when they don't, I got to blame it on Brooks Robinson. It's only fair. Perfect. <laughs> uh, yeah, turn on him at the last moment. Well, Brooks... I, I've always loved you. If anybody did not watch Brooks's highlights, you should. Uh, and uh, let's go O's this particular October. That's it for this edition of the Baseball Insiders. Our code again on DraftKings, which is the sponsor of this show, is Baseball Insider. If you are a new user, now is the time to sign up. September, October, two best months of the year, according to both Ian and myself. And get your bets in before the playoffs actually Begin. Do your playoff future. Stake your claim in the ground now so that you can win uh, when it's over. But if you are a loser, you might get a bonus uh, from DraftKings to help you out with those bonus bets if you're a new customer. And again, you sign up with the code Baseball Insider. Ian will also be in our Discord handing out betting tips. If you have not joined and you are not a YouTube member, come join us in that Discord channel. Uh, we talk baseball. Robert gives you inside tips about potential transactions. You're able to ask him questions. And I'll answer them too before shows, between shows. And Ian is there on the betting advice channel. Whew, power pack show, big uh, postseason coming up. Ian, thank you so much for taking the time, joining me, and helping us uh, through this week. Go, Jays, go. Don't break my heart this year, boys, please. Just get, just get in the playoffs and see what happens. It's not over yet. Uh, I hope you do make the playoffs as well. I don't want to, you know what I hope against hope. I hope that we don't have to see any of these four way tiebreakers that mean nothing to anybody. Agreed. All right. Thanks Ian. Thanks everybody in the comments. Thanks for joining us. Join us on the discord. We're not done. And uh, we'll see you again next Monday, three 30 Eastern right here. Thanks everybody. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure.